0: of our generation because we have so many opportunities and so many choices to make so many ways that we can better the world and we are aware of it we are lucky to be this generation because we know that every action that we're taking will have an impact you can drive change if you want to
1: that is a great message that is a fantastic that's going to start the podcast that sentence right there welcome to i speaks where one of our objectives is to bring you the student voice I'm Steph, from the Advancement Office, and I'm your host. I'd like to remind you quickly that you can see all our stories about student-led projects on social media. So follow us at International School of Paris on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or at ISParisEDU on Twitter. And don't forget our blog at www.ISParis.edu. At the top of the podcast, you met Mila, and she spoke about why she loves her generation and becoming an adult in a complex era. Her inspiring words are show-stopping, but I'll play the rest of the interview because I know you're eager to learn what it's like to be a high school senior the year school stopped suddenly. It was a sudden, a very sudden end to your school year. How do you feel? Are you relieved? Are you anxious? What's the general uh, feeling? At first, like, it was kind of, like, different
0: stages over time. <laughs> the first week I was really happy because I was like oh my god I don't have to sit the exams. that's a stress I don't have anymore and then as time went by I was like I'm never gonna go back there again I'm never gonna see all my friends in class I'm never gonna see that teacher again it was very double sided to the situation because one part of me was happy that it was behind and the other was like disappointed to not have the full high school experience disappointed to not see anyone again it was very double-sided It feels like we haven't actually finished school. It kind of feels like it's on hold. We have worked all this time, like the seven years we've given our best. And in the end, it's almost like, now what? Was this like for nothing? Which is kind of sad to think of because it was really seven years of our life. It's also kind of double sided because personally, I've worked, like, I've given my best during the two years. So my grades were very constant, so I'm not stressed about the overall outcome of my grades because now they're going to take back all the work we've done and do our final grade based on that. And some of my friends throughout the years, they've improved a lot, but of course they had some setbacks and people are also stressing about the fact that we might not have as good results as
1: if we had taken the test. Well, and especially because before the test, you have time to prepare, you have time to review, and you have time to put your very, very best effort ever. Exactly. You
0: have time. You can give yourself 100% during that final test, as in maybe throughout the year, who knows, there may be other circumstances, or you had a lot of work at once, so some people are really stressing because universities are expecting a special mark or a special grade, and what if throughout the year you were one grade below that, then you basically can't join the uni that you want
1: it's equally as hard for grade 11 i can imagine who again had their year cut off cut in half and are worried about missing work worried about not being prepared for next year
0: exactly and also like as grade 12s we are scared for them (laughs) it sounds weird but We, last year, were already struggling with stress and the amount of work and we cannot imagine how much stress they must be under because we were already stressed at school. So imagine during this huge pandemic how they must be feeling and how much of of the workload that they have and what if they have questions and it's just, we are overall scared for them.
1: I think you go into the DP, the diploma program, thinking, okay, I have two years, right?
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: And then so, all of a sudden it, you don't. if in the first
0: half you don't succeed, you still have another year to bring those grades up or to improve your collaborative skills or your organization skills still.
1: Those skills are just as important as your maths grade or as your French grade. Or, but those are all things that, like I said, you think you have two years to develop those skills and a lot of different opportunities that are put in front of you to help you work on those skills. But when we're not in school, those opportunities are fewer and farther between. Exactly. And also,
0: I mean, I don't know how it's going for them in terms of grades, but for me, it's almost as if the skills that we acquire at school are more important than the overall grade. Because for so many years, we've given so much importance to those grades and how our values are equal to the grade that we're getting in the end. But what I've really learned throughout those two dippy years with that My improvement and my self-growth is so much more important than the seven that I might get in the end. It's important that even at home, teachers really push students to try out new things or try new projects and think outside the box.
1: It's interesting that you bring that up because it's been a bit of a theme. And it it wasn't meant to be a theme in the podcast, but I think because of the situation and because of the conversations we've all been having and the thoughts, it it just came up. What's come up is how can we continue our self-improvement at home? For example, the advice from Carol, an ISP alumna who graduated in 2015, she said, "Really work on your passion. Really decide now. Take this time to decide what your passion is. If you don't know yet, you know you might already know." And then, and then we were talking to Sachi, who is in in grade nine, and Sachi said, "Well, that's great advice, but you also, if you have a passion, you have to be really knowledgeable about it. So take this time while you're here." In uh, confined and not at school to find out as much as you can about what you're passionate about, and be ready to go full steam ahead once we're back in school. Do you have any advice I, about how people can continue their self development while they're at home? I totally agree with what they said, but to me, the word
0: passion is a bit of a big word. That word kind of frightens me in a way. Okay, I would tell people to actually take it easy. To not overthink it, to not think that they have to be productive or they have to go on a run or they have to do something. I think that it's more listening to yourself and what you want to do but also keeping in mind the balance because you don't want to overwork yourself but at the same time you don't want to just stay on your couch. No, (laughs) I think it's about trying new things, trying to think about something else than what is stressing you and I think that's the most important.
1: Can we go back one moment to this idea of how hard you worked? Because it wasn't just academically. Yeah, sure. it, it certainly wasn't just academically. And I know I know you a little bit and I know all the activities that you have participated in and all the things that you've done. But say a few words perhaps about yourself and all the hard work that you've done outside of the classroom. I
0: feel like all the work I've put in throughout the years, me not sitting the exams in a way was kind of a reward for it because I've always been super active in school, outside of school. I've always done a lot of projects, helped my community, and also I've worked hard in my grades, during my entire time at ISP and even before that. And I feel like, I feel safe right now by my diploma and what I've achieved because of all of that hard work. So I'm grateful in a way that I've always given my best all the time, because I don't have any regrets either yes school has ended but I feel like I've done so much that I cannot have
1: possibly missed out on something that's a really positive feeling that's a really really good way to feel and like you said <laughs> not having to take the exams it's, is a really great to
0: feel like that like it was kind of a relief <laughs> when and I realized it I'm like I've actually done so much like I'm so happy about my experience and I love ISB as well so it hurts to leave it but at the same time I would have had to at some point
1: Exactly. So what are some some of those activities that you've participated in for those listening who don't know you? I've been part of
0: almost all of the school plays except the one of this year because I was freaking out about the exams. I am part of the football team since four years now. I've uh, also been part of the Sustainable Development Project for two years. I've done a school exchange program in grade 10. I've also taken part in student council and also taking part in Alnasosam tournament directed last year.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's it. Well, that's enough. I mean, I think that's enough. So <laughs> and, uh, also, I was meant to give the speech for
0: graduation if it still is taking place, and I will give my speech.
1: You're staying in France for university. You're yeah. not going abroad.
0: At ISB, we've always told us that we can be whatever we want. So I kind of want to be five different jobs. Okay. I am very still uncertain (laughs) about my choice. And taking a gap year was kind of frightening to me. So much uncertainty. So I decided to do my first year in France. And if I do like the field that I have chosen, which is design, I will then transfer to another school. But I like to keep a safe cocoon around me because Paris is where I was born, where I grew up. I know that if it ends up not working out for me, I can always change. I can. I always have an alternative. I can always do something
1: else. So it's a it's a gap year, but not really a gap year. It's a gap year where you're yeah, you're very busy and testing. Hopefully, my future, but just in case. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So you're just testing. That's a and that's a really good strategy. And like you said, keeping a bit close to home because it's not that you've never been away from home before. You've you did the study abroad and and you've been all about and so you know what that's about. You know what that experience is like. You don't necessarily need to have that right now, the minute you finish high school. So that's a that's a wise decision, I feel like.
0: It's also a way to keep in mind that I have time. I don't have to settle for one thing. I know where I want to go in life, and if it takes an extra year, then it's
1: fine. What skills particularly did you develop at ISP that will help you in this world that is now really completely changed? What
0: I would take away most from ISP?
1: Yeah, yep
0: but it would be how open-minded I am towards situations and how I always think differently from somebody else. It's it's weird to explain, but I see a situation and I would analyze it straight away in five different ways instead of just focusing on one mindset and one point of view. For example, I remember this one project in grade seven where we learned about the six major religions and personally, I've only been exposed to three before that. I didn't even know some of them existed. And learning about the six and the differences and the similarities, you start to learn about other cultures. And you start to have a new point of view, like, oh, but that's maybe one way that they will see the approach. I've also seen that in ESS, for example, where we have the three approaches of like environmental mindsets, where this person would see this situation like this, the other like this, and that other person like that. So... Keeping in mind that everyone will respond to something differently helps you, first of all, express yourself in a better way because communication is so important and understanding how different persons can perceive what you're saying and which vocabulary you're using is fundamental.
1: Would you say that open-mindedness is the most important skill for people to have in this new world? Oh,
0: That is for sure. I think that open-mindedness and I think that being self-aware as well and generosity is also a major one. Uh, Yeah, so open-mindedness, self-awareness, and generosity, I feel like, are three core values that ISP teaches you, and that if everyone had them, the world would be such a better place.
1: How do you define generosity? Is there a particular way you define that?
0: To me, generosity can be as simple as sharing your knowledge or Mm. sharing for example, at ISB, we are always encouraged to take part in campaigns, donations, and also like, for example, the clothes drives at ISB. Is just, we understand that we are privileged, and by understanding it, we also know what we can do to help others.
1: I love that generosity can be as simple as sharing your knowledge. That's excellent. I was thinking of it in terms of just sharing your time. Yeah, also, yeah, that's that's a major one. I've been spending a lot more time on social media. I don't know if you have, maybe just as much. Yeah, <laughs> an unhealthy amount. Okay, good. Well, me too. So <laughs> But I never and I you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys, but still of the gener- of the generation where I didn't always grow up with social media, but it, it quickly became part of my life and at a time when it was really important to feel social connection so social media became a part of my life when i was at university when i was just starting university actually i mean you really need to feel like you're a part of something you're moving on to a new chapter in your life social media can really help you feel connected and especially at that time it was well it was only facebook but i mean we were on facebook all the time yeah
0: i mean uh, again like recently on instagram me and my friends have taken part it's um It's an awareness campaign about suicide and how self-isolation can lead people who are already affected by depression to actually get worse, which is terrible. And we have taken part in a campaign where you put in your story, just, if I can count on you, send me a heart. And it's a new way to reconnect because people that you haven't talked to in like two or three years send you the heart and you're like, oh, how are you? And it recreates conversation and discussion and you are gaining contact with those people again and you are talking with them and at the same time you are raising awareness. As an individual you just put in your story if I can count on you and then you put the um, 8,271 talk it's what it's called but it's basically a hotline for people that are feeling depressed they can just call it and people will pick it up and have a conversation with them so you just put that on your story and then if people want to donate, or if they just want to have a conversation with you, or just regain contact,
1: you know that they're there for you. Personally, and, and what I was going to say too, is that, you know, social media was a big part of my life. Then as I grew up a little bit, it went out of my life. And then now I find it really interesting that it's back in my life in a way that has completely different meaning. And like you said, it's a way now to connect with people that I haven't connected with in a while. It's a way to find out how other people are dealing with isolation or worry or anxiety and it's a way to put things in perspective I think also. Yeah
0: and also like it feels a lot like often like parents or even the media like like modern journalism and stuff like that they always portray like Instagram and Snapchat are such demonic apps that are taking over youth. And actually, there are the main apps that they are using because they want to keep contact with their parents and family. And it's just now it's taken a whole different
1: meaning. For me, it's a big shift because maybe I was part of that you know, a group of people who thought they were demonic or (laughs) ruining ruining the lives of millions of young people everywhere. Well, it's not true, actually. Well, at least now I feel like it's not true. Maybe that'll change again. I mean, my grandpa got Instagram a week
0: ago to keep in touch with all of his grandsons and
1: granddaughters, so... (laughs) More than just that, so keeping in touch with people, but going back to what you were saying earlier, too, about being open-minded, it's a way to see other people's perspectives and it's a way to express... Some of your generosity just by sending a heart or by posting your own story. Giving a little piece of yourself is, is really very, it's an act of generosity and it, putting yourself yeah, out there. Exactly. Is,
0: it's, it's really, and it's also creating a sense of community, which we are completely lacking right now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so now I'm a big fan of social media. <laughs> Try to stop I'm me. Glad. <laughs> Try to get me off social media once this is over. It won't happen
0: put maybe just one minute in their day to make a change it it would be huge i mean we're seven billion
1: like exactly seven billion minutes is a lot of minutes man a lot of minutes (laughs) it's a lot of generosity it's a lot of generosity change is maybe all about generosity well this has been fantastic i've had the best conversation since i've been in confinement it was
0: nice It, it kind of Woke up my brain.
1: (laughs) Good. That's what I'm here for, to wake up brains around the world. So many people are listening to our podcast. We're going to wake up so many brains. No, only 20 people have listened to our podcast, but that's fine. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll I'll make a lot of publicity for it. (laughs) Very good, very good. Thanks for connecting with us this week. We'll be changing gears a bit over the next two weeks, speaking to Kathy Berger-K, who's an expert in service learning and research in schools. So I'll meet you back here on iSpeaks for our exciting conversation.